0: Welcome back to the History of the British Isles, episode 14, The Mercian Sphere. I've done some changes to the website, so go check it out. I added the sources I used to make the episodes. Before we start, I would like to talk about the broadcast schedule for the rest of 2019. I should get up to around episode 35, which will be set around 1200. I'm planning to do 150 episodes of the podcast in total and end around summer 2021. Now, let's begin at the 14th episode of the History of the British Charles, which will cover the Kings of Mercia up to Offa. <laughs> On the death of Pendu in 655, Oswego of Northumbria took control of North of Mercia, while well, Penda's son Peter took control of southern Mercia I and mean Midlandia. Peter didn't rule for long though and was killed by his wife at Easter. In 658, a group of Mercian noblemen successfully pushed Oswiu out of Mercia and established another son of, uh, of, Mer- of Penda, Wulfhere, as the new king of Mercia. Wulfhere became the first Christian king of Mercia, having converted along with all of his brothers during the reign of Penda. He was in many ways similar to his father, though his conquests were far less prolific. He started his reign by cu- by spreading Christianity throughout his reign, as Mercia was still predominantly pagan. He was helped in this effort by bi- by the bishop Jaroman. Wilfrid uh, also went to war in Northumbria on his crowning and took control of Lindsay. He uh, he was also also he was also successful in war against Wessex in the six sixties and took Essex, London and all of Wessex north of the Thames. This success deteriorated though. He launched a failed expedition against Northumbria in 674 and died a year later of illness. Wulfhere was succeeded by Ethelred in 675, who was an incredibly pious king. Another one of Pendul's sons, Ethelred, succeeded over Wulfhere's son Cunrad, who was considered too young for succession to succeed his father. Ethelred married a daughter of Oswiu of Northumbria, secured the borders of Mercia. He battled the new king of Northumbria, Ecgfrith, in 679. It was a hard fought battle, but Æthelred won. This led to f- the fixing of the Mercian border with Northumbria at the River Humber. This signalled an effective end to Northumbrian insurgency into Mercia. Aethelred was also, was a lot was a lot less active in, in to the south of his kingdom. The only military action he took in his reign was a short-lived invasion of Kent in 676, short with the claim of a local king. Aethelred's wife was assassinated in 697. She was very pious and over the re- his reign, the couple set up a couple of monasteries, a lot of monasteries. Aethelred ruled for some more years, but abdicated to become a monk in one of his monasteries in 704. He died a couple of years later. Cornred, the previously mentioned son of Rolf here, succeeded on the abdication of his uncle in 704. His reign was short and relatively benign, only blotted by a petulant by petulant Welsh revolts in the west of his lands. He abdicated in 709 to become a monk, the second monarch to do so in a row. Early Christian monarchs were generally pious and often retired to monasteries in their old age. On his abdication, his cousin and son of his predecessor, Colrad, inherited due to the lack of any children on Conrad's part. Side note, Anglo-Saxon succession was not like the one day where the proud cult passes from oldest child to oldest child. The succession was instead decided by the aldermen. Ruler appointed leaders of the kingdoms. The the of these were not hereditary positions, mind you. On the death of an alderman, the ruler would appoint a new one. This succession did not have to be related to the previous king. And was generally one of his sons or someone in his close family. Women could inherit, but rarely did. There there was a case of a queen in Wessex, though she only ruled for a couple of years, and I don't think will enter our story. Now back to Colrad. He was incredibly unpopular with the church, which is said to be the only thing we actually know about him, which is the only thing we know about him for certain. He was even accused by St. Boniface of seducing nuns. He died in the feast, most likely by being poisoned. He was succeeded by Athelbald in 716. Aethelbald is widely considered one of the most powerful kings of Mercia having overlordship over almost all of England south of the Humber by the 730s, even having the fealties of Wessex and Kent. This is weird considering he fought in no major wars. He had a long reign but was murdered by his own bodyguards in 757, though historians do not know why. He is buried in a crypt in Repton, south Derbyshire. King Bourne Red then succeeded the throne in Mercia, but was immediately overthrown by Offa. Offa was crowned in seven in seven five seven, and was a distant descendant descended to Penda's brother Eowar. so he was a distant relative of his predecessors in Mercia. For the first fourteen years of his reign, he consolidated his power over Whis, the area that Penda conquered in Gloucestershire, and to the kingdom that Penda set up for his son to govern. Penda showed you a lot, didn't he? Offa took advantage of the instability in Kent, and established overlordship over it. Historians don't know exactly when this happened, though. Offa also extended his overlordship to Sussex. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, a chronicle started up in Wessex during the reign of Alfred the Great, reports that Offa ordered the execution of the King of East Anglia, Aethelbert, though I cannot find any clear source for when this happened. In, se- in 779, Offa met King Sy- Seymourth of Wessex in battle and gaining a significant victory. Seinwolf died and it is thought that Offer intervened to get the Mercian friendly King Bjornwulf on the throne of Wessex, who then submitted to Mercian overlordship. A bit earlier in the 770s, Offer was acknowledged as Bretwalder, or High King of England. Offer also built the eponymous dyke, Offer's dyke, to define the border between Mercia and Wales and appell Welsh tax on his kingdom. Offer died in 796 bringing end to a long period of prosperity and mercia. He was one of the best kings in Anglo-Saxon England. That's this episode done. I hope you enjoyed. I wasn't able to get much in the way of accurate sources about offer, but that there, but there's a lot more he did i'm sure the next episode should come out on sunday sorry this one's out a bit late bye <laughs>